Top 5 Most Amazing Prison Escapes Ever Criminals belong behind bars, but sometimes even bars of steel and concrete walls can't contain them. The people on this list prove that if there's a will to get out, then they will find the way. These are the top 5 most amazing prison escapes ever. Number 5. Choi Gap Bok Yoga is greatly beneficial to the human body, mind, and spirit. It allows you to be healthy, present, and of course, keeps you flexible. But one imprisoned yoga teacher made use of his expertise in the practice by escaping prison right through a small food slot. Korean inmate Choi Gap Bok had been a practicing yoga teacher for 23 years, but on September 12, 2012, he found himself arrested on suspicion of robbery. He was placed inside a detention cell at a police station in the city of Daegu, South Korea. But Choi Gap Bok was determined to get free. He stayed in his cell for five days, hoping he would be released or at least see progress in his case. So when nothing seemed to be moving forward, he hatched his own plan. He asked for skin ointment from a guard on September 17th, citing a rash that needed to heal. Choi then applied the ointment on the upper half of his body, including his head and face. He also put some on the bars and the sides of the food slot. Fresh news, Vikings just went through a really massive update with new RPG elements and a new hero, so you gotta check it out. If you remember this T.O.P. strategy and RPG games of the 90s and 2000s, which we were all crazy about, you will definitely love Vikings. The game gives you an option to choose between your own play style, and that's awesome. Build an impregnable city and raise economy, use and master your diplomacy skills to rule the world, or just gather with friends, build a huge army, and destroy enemy castles, which is super fun and personally my favorite part of the game. You gotta try Vikings. Play it now for 5 minutes and see why me and over 12 million players are so addicted to it. So grab your axe or your phone or whatever and play Vikings. It's totally free. I'm on it all the time and you can find me there by name, Scary Mysteries. Support my channel today, download Vikings from the links below in the description and get your initial protection shield for free and my special bonus of 200 gold for a fast and successful start. Using the tiny opening, he slowly squeezed his head, neck and shoulders through. The bottom half of his body initially got stuck but he pulled it through after removing his shorts and made it to the outside of his cell. He then was able to slip past three guards who were sleeping at the time, and to help buy time he placed pillows on his bed and covered them with a blanket to make it look as if he was sleeping there. Choi escaped his prison cell in a whopping 34 seconds. A minute later, he was out of the facility and left prison without the guards knowing better. At 5 feet 4 inches tall, he slipped through an opening that was 5.9 inches high and 17.7 inches wide. Once out, he stole credit cards in a vehicle eventually ditching it and making his way barefoot to Mount Nam. Despite the massive manhunt that followed his escape, Choi evaded police by hiding during the day and moving through the mountains at night. When the guards reviewed the surveillance, they were baffled and slightly impressed that he managed to pull off the stunt. Korean doctors were puzzled by his move as well, especially since the average adult male's skull would not have fit easily without denting when passing through the tiny food slot. Nevertheless, Choi proved it could be done. Choi Gap Bok lived like a fugitive for six days before being arrested again on September 22nd on a rooftop in an apartment building in Milang. 
This time around, the guards were not taking any chances and placed him in a cell with a very small food slot. Police are keeping a heavy eye on him, although it's unlikely he'll manage to escape. You should never underestimate the benefits of yoga. Number four, Glenn Stewart Godwin. Considered a handsome, charming, and all-around nice guy, then 23-year-old Glenn Stewart Godwin was a fixture in the disco club scene in Palm Springs, California during the 1980s. Together with his roommate, Frank Soto Jr., Godwin planned to rob drug dealer and pilot Kim Lavalle. They lured him into their condominium, and once inside, Soto held him down while Goodwin beat him up, strangled him, then stabbed him multiple times with a knife. After the murder, the two took the body and truck and headed for the desert. Godwin then strapped homemade explosives to the body and truck, hoping it would disguise the murder. But by August 3, 1980, residents from Eagle Mountain found the burnt-out truck, including Kim's body. Godwin was charged with murder, and Soto testified against him. Both men received 25 years to life in prison. By 1987, Godwin was held at the Duell Vocational Institute. He attempted to escape the facility, so he was moved to a more secure location, that of Folsom State Prison. But not even a maximum security prison could keep this man locked up for good. When he was first moved there, he realized there was a sound of flowing water nearby. Back then, the state prison had a nearby river, and Godwin decided to use this to his advantage. With the help of a former inmate and his wife, he hatched his plan to escape. He found his opportunity on June 5, 1987, when he gained access to a prison area where various tools were kept. He smuggled out a hacksaw, as well as other tools. He then cut a hole in the fence wire and dropped himself down into the storm drain. And what would echo an escape plan like that of Andy Dufresne in the Shawshank Redemption, Godwin crawled through a 1,000-foot-long stretch of prison storm drain in pitch darkness. By the time he got to the other end, there was an inflatable raft left out for him by his accomplices so he could navigate the river. He ditched his prison clothes and followed direction markings painted on the rocks. Later that year, his former cellmate, Lorenz Karlick, was arrested in Hesperia, and the following year, his wife, Shelley, was also booked for her role in her husband's escape. As for Godwin, he managed to flee to the safety of Mexico. For several years, he roamed free and tried to establish himself in the drug trade, but he was arrested again and held in Jalisco State Penitentiary in Guadalajara, Mexico, for cocaine trafficking. Once the FBI found out it was him, they wanted him back. But at some point during his stay, he killed a prison inmate who was a member of the Mexican drug cartel, which delayed extradition proceedings and gave Godwin another chance to escape. In 1991, he escaped the Mexican prison and has since been on the run. He was last seen in 1991 in Mexico City. He's considered dangerous and was put on the FBI's most wanted list from 1996 to 2016. Godwin is fluent in Spanish and uses various aliases including Michael Carrera, Michael Carmen, Dennis H. Williams, and Miguel Carrera. He's six feet tall and approximately 200 pounds with dark hair, green eyes, and a medium to dark complexion. The FBI is still offering a $20,000 reward for any information leading to his arrest. Number three, Frank Abagnale Jr. If you've seen the movie Catch Me If You Can, you're probably familiar with Frank Abagnale Jr.'s early life as a con man. From the ages of 15 to 21 years old, 
He lived a life as a check forger, imposter, and confidence trickster. In his con man career, he has impersonated a physician, an airline pilot, a lawyer, and even that of a U.S. Bureau of Prisons agent. Undoubtedly, his most famous impersonation was that of an airline pilot. Abagnale's reason was that he simply wanted to fly around the world for free. To acquire a pilot's uniform, he faked an employee ID and called Pan American World Airways, saying he had lost his uniform while getting it cleaned at the hotel. He was then simply sent a new one. Then he forged a Federal Aviation Administration pilot license, and from 16 to 18 years old, he flew a total of 1 million miles, staying at various hotels around the world for absolutely free. Notably, he didn't use Pan Am flights, believing the real pilots would easily spot him. However, he kept up his charade using various airlines and flew to 26 countries by deadheading. He was even given pilots courtesy and invited to the cockpit to fly a craft at 30,000 feet. He enabled the autopilot, admitting later on he couldn't even fly a kite. Abagnale also posed as a doctor and a Harvard graduate lawyer. Eventually, he was caught and imprisoned in 1969 for fraud. When French police caught him, at least 12 countries sought out his extradition. He served six months in a French prison before being extradited to Sweden. Abagnale served jail time there before having his passport revoked and being deported to the U.S. where he would serve 12 years in federal prison for several counts of committing forgery. It was here that Frank committed multiple escapes. He made his first attempt by escaping from a VC-10 British airliner as it was turning in to taxi at New York's JFK airport. He got as far as Canada before being captured. Then in 1971, he made his most famous escape from prison yet. By this time, Abagnale was held at the Federal Detention Center in Atlanta, Georgia while he was awaiting trial. During that time, prisons were being heavily criticized and investigated by committees. In what seemed to be a lucky break, Abagnale was mistaken as an undercover prison inspector. It also helped that the U.S. Marshal assigned to his case forgot his commitment papers. As a result, for months, Abagnale enjoyed special privileges including better food than the other inmates. At this time, the prison lost two employees because of reports created by two undercover prison agents, so everyone was being cautious. Abagnale, seeing his break, asked the help of a friend dubbed as Jean Sebring. She posed as Abagnale's fiancé and slipped him the card of an actual prison inspector. She also gave him a forged business card of an FBI agent. Gaining favor from prison security, Abagnale told them he needed to contact the FBI agent and showed them the inspector's business card as proof. When the corrections officer dialed the number on the card, this directed him directly to his accomplice, Sebring, posing as an FBI operator. His seemingly legitimate background as an undercover agent caused the corrections officer to allow him to leave the prison unsupervised. He just walked out of the jail, got picked up by Sebring, and then driven to a Greyhound bus station. It would take weeks before the law caught up with him, but eventually he was brought back to jail. Since his daring escape, he has worked various legitimate jobs, including becoming a security consultant for banks, private organizations, and even the FBI. Number 2. Pascal Payette The name Pascal Payette may not be well known. But this notorious criminal from Montpellier, France is known for initiating one of the most daring prison escapes ever recorded. A career criminal, Pascal spent his childhood in Lyon, 
before heading to Marseille, and it was there that he began his life of crime. In 1988, he was convicted for aggravated assault, and again in 1993 for conspiracy. By 1997, he had graduated to murder after participating in an armored vehicle heist where he killed an armed guard. Payette was then captured in 1999 and sentenced to 30 years in prison, but this wouldn't be enough to hold him down. On October 12, 2001, he organized a daring prison escape by hijacking a helicopter while he was imprisoned in the French village of Lunez. This Hollywood-style escape happened with an accomplice named Federico Impoco. While the details are scarce on how he organized the deed, it seems Payette, after his imprisonment, discovered the vulnerable parts of the prison. He noticed that the European style had exercise yards on the rooftop and that these were open to the sky, so he decided to plot out his escape from there. He had his friends hijack a helicopter and land at a specific time on the exercise roof so he and an accomplice could escape. Several days after they managed to break loose, his accomplice was captured and imprisoned. As for Pascal, he remained at large for three years. In the meantime, he helped create another daring escape plan involving another chopper in 2003. This time, it was for the benefit of three of his comrades, Frank Perletto, Michael Valero, and Eric Alborio. These were his partners in the 1999 robbery case he was involved in. Payette flew another hijacked chopper into his old prison in Lunez and took off with the three. But they were captured, along with Payette, just three weeks later. With his background, authorities weren't taking any risks. Payette moved around from prison to prison every three months to make sure he didn't repeat the same escape tactic. But in July of 2007, right before nighttime, a helicopter landed on the rooftop of Grasset Prison close to the south of France carrying four masked men. These men marched forward and into Payette's isolation ward, busting him out. Once again, Pascal escaped via helicopter. The hijacked chopper landed in Brignoles, and the pilot was set free. Afterwards, the four masked men disappeared. Interestingly, this third escape happened on Bastille Day, a French holiday that celebrates the raiding of the Bastille prison. For months, he enjoyed freedom, and it wasn't until September of 2007 when he and two of his accomplices were recaptured. For security reasons, ever since then, his whereabouts have been kept secret. Moreover, an additional 15 years were added to his sentence for the various crimes he committed while a fugitive. So far, Pascal hasn't engineered a successful escape plan since his last one, but most likely, given his history, it's only a matter of time. Number 1. Parkhurst Escapees Located on the Isle of Wight, Parkhurst Prison is kept and operated by Her Majesty's Prison Service. Together with Albany, Parkhurst is one of the two top security prisons dubbed as dispersals since they disperse some of the most notorious prisoners. However, the status of Parkhurst was downgraded after there was a breach in the prison which resulted in the escape of three notorious inmates, two murderers and one attempted murderer, in January of 1995. Andrew Roger, Keith Rose, and Matthew Williams escaped from here in such an ingenious way that even though they only managed to stay out for four days, it is sure to go down in history as one of the best escapes in history. First, the three men prepared for the breakout by manufacturing their own tools. The inmates had access to a metal workshop class, and it was there where they slowly constructed bits and pieces of what would ultimately become a 25-foot ladder they needed to scale the outlying prison wall. In order to get there first, though, they needed to have their own keys to open the back door to the yard. 
Since the keys were heavily guarded, they created unique skeleton keys that opened the back door and the training workshop by actually memorizing what the key looked like and then recreated it. The men also crafted a gun too, although it seems they never got to use it. Once everything was ready, they decided to escape during an hour-long exercise session at the prison gym. They used the skeleton key to open up the back door, ran the 150 yards to the workshop, stole the tools they needed, and assembled the ladder. They then went to the perimeter fence, cut a hole through it, and propped the ladder up to climb the outside wall. It would take two hours and 15 minutes before the guards even realized the men were missing. A dog had discovered the hole in the fence, and the prison alarm was sounded. One of the trio, Keith Rose, was an amateur pilot, so the plan was to steal a plane in order to leave the island. However, security was tight at the airport and they couldn't find a plane big enough to fit them all. Moreover, there was the issue of the airplane key. The three decided to hide out in a shed for the meantime until they could come up with another plan. But eventually, with a massive manhunt hot on their trails, they were captured and brought back to prison. While they didn't get away for long, the ingenuity of their plan is one for the record books. So they were the top five most amazing prison escapes ever. Necessity is the mother of all invention, so they say. These inmates prove that if you're determined to get out of a prison cell, even iron bars, guards, locks, and walls aren't enough to keep you in. If you like this video, then please remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell. We have new videos coming out every Wednesday and Saturday for you to check out. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you soon.